No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Most people like music, and today we're going to learn the first song in the Bible. Its lyrics may surprise you. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 15 on Simply the Bible. My mother was a pianist, and I grew up loving music. When I was five years old, I sung before 3,000 people in the Memorial Auditorium in Sacramento, California, for the singing Christmas tree. In my bedroom, I would put the Mary Poppins soundtrack on my record player and pretend that I was conducting the orchestra. Music is a beautiful expression of man's creativity, but I can't wait to hear the music that God composes for us in heaven. By the way, I heard that they discovered Beethoven's coffin. When they opened it, they discovered an old man with long white hair who was busily erasing marks on manuscript paper. When they asked him what he was doing, he responded, I'm decomposing. You know, my son would say that as a dad joke. Anyway, when we think of Moses, we think of the man who brought the plagues of Egypt by the mighty hand of the Lord. We don't usually think of him as a songwriter, but today we will hear a song that he wrote. If only we knew the tune. Now, it's important that we learn this song because according to Revelation 15, those who overcome the beast during the great tribulation will be singing it while standing on the sea of glass. We pick it up in Exodus chapter 15. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke saying, I will sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. When God has done something marvelous, it is only natural that we should be thankful. And what better expression of thanksgiving than a song? God is wholly the object of this song. So many songs are written about people, but this one is written about God. Worship has such tremendous power. I have been in worship services that have moved me to the core of my being. They have lifted me up into heavenly places. Jesus told a Samaritan woman at a well, the hour is coming. And now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. We were created for this purpose, and we won't find ultimate fulfillment until we truly worship our living Creator. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Ephesians, Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I feel sorry for people who never enter worship in spirit and in truth 
they don't know what they're missing. Moses wrote this song because the Lord triumphed gloriously over Egypt. It was the natural expression of thrilling exuberance, as when your favorite football team scores the winning touchdown in a bowl game. Moses taught the song to the children of Israel so that they would teach it to their children. In this way, what the Lord did that day would always be remembered. Putting words to music gives them longevity and stickiness. I can still remember the words to songs I heard on the radio in my youth. These lyrics of Moses are worth repeating. God threw the horse and rider into the sea. He is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him. My father's God and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. Yahweh is his name. Now, wait a minute, you may say. Doesn't the Bible say that God is love? How can he also be a man of war? The same way that you can love your family and at the same time shoot anybody who would threaten their lives. I am glad that God is a man of war because there are evil people in the world and I have a strong protector who can take them out. Go, God. Verse 4, Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank to the bottom like a stone. Now, there aren't too many songs that celebrate people drowning. But this was the justice due to the Egyptians who had drowned the infant boys of Israel. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. The right hand always speaks of power. Jesus sits at the right hand of God. Moses says that God destroyed the enemy by his right hand. And in the greatness of your excellence, you have overthrown those who rose against you. You set forth your wrath. It consumed them like stubble. The Lord is sovereign over the world and over all living things. Who can stand against him? The Hebrew word for stubble refers to either chaff or straw. This word picture speaks of the consuming fire of God's wrath incinerating the rebellious like fire burns stubble. And with the blast of your nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The floods stood upright like a heap. The depths congealed in the heart of the sea. Earlier, Moses said that God used a strong east wind to pile up the waters of the Red Sea on either side and dry out the ground so that Israel could cross over. But now Moses uses picturesque language to describe what God did with the blast of his nostrils. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide this spoil. My desire shall be satisfied on them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. You blew with your wind. The sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. One of my favorite Bible quotes is found in 1 Kings 20.11. One who puts on his armor should not boast like one who takes it off. Man is always boasting. 
But such boasting is pure foolishness before Almighty God, who can destroy anyone by the breath of his mouth. Moreover, the very breath that boasts against him, God holds in his hand, and he can repossess it at any time. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? You stretched out your right hand, the earth swallowed them. The Bible tells us that pagan gods are really demons. Their idols cannot see, hear, or speak. And those who worship dumb idols will become like the idols they worship. Yahweh is altogether holy and transcendent. He is unlike any god or idol ever devised by man, which is why he never wants to be represented by any man-made image. Verse 13, you in your mercy have led forth the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. It is only by God's mercy that we are bought back from the slave market of sin, which is the meaning of the word redeemed. But God not only redeemed his people from the bondage of Egypt, he would also bring them to his holy habitation. First, Mount Sinai and then the promised land. Likewise, Jesus, our Redeemer, promises everyone who trusts in Him, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus guides us by His strength to His holy habitation. Verse 14, The people will hear and be afraid. Sorrow will take hold of the inhabitants of Philistia, and the chiefs of Edom will be dismayed. The mighty men of Moab, trembling, will take hold of them. All the inhabitants of Canaan will melt away. Fear and dread will fall on them. By the greatness of your arm, they will be as still as a stone. Till your people pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over whom you have purchased." God gives us smaller victories so that we can trust Him for larger victories. The Lord's defeat of the Egyptians would give Israel confidence that they would be able to conquer the nations in the land of their possession. Israel did ultimately defeat and subdue all these nations that Moses mentions. The nations that have been great are those who have trusted in the Lord and kept His commandments. When a nation forsakes the Lord, and throws his commandments behind her back, it is only a matter of time before she is defeated by another nation. This is true throughout history, but it is also predictive of the future. And that is why spiritual revival is the only hope for America who has lost her way. Verse 17, You will bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance in the place, O Lord, which you have made for your own dwelling the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established, the Lord shall reign forever and ever. God's plans for his people are never to harm them, but to bless them and give them a future inheritance. However, he also disciplines his wayward children, whom he loves. By faith, Moses looked forward to the sanctuary that God would establish. It would begin as a tabernacle in the desert, but would eventually be the temple in Jerusalem 
where God would place his name forevermore. Incidentally, the Temple Mount does not belong to Islam. It belongs to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants by everlasting covenant. Verse 19, For the horses of Pharaoh went with his chariots and his horsemen into the sea, and the Lord brought back the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. What has the Lord done for you? Love songs will never go out of style. Have you ever composed a love song to the Lord? Even if you can't write a tune, you can express the gratitude of your heart by words you speak or write. Try writing down an expression of your heart to God. You may be surprised what you create. And you can be sure that your composition will be music to his ears. Lastly, let me tell you a secret. If you're struggling with sin, worship is a great remedy, for it enthrones God and dethrones self. And self, sitting on the throne of your heart, is the power of sin. The throne of your heart should be reserved for the Lord alone, for he is the only one who is worthy to sit there. Try it. Make this song of Moses your own song of worship to God, or choose a favorite psalm. Worship the Lord in spirit and in truth and see what it does to empower you to be victorious over sin. The Lord has triumphed victoriously. It's okay for us to be fans and show a little excitement. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Bitterness is a disease affecting many people. Tomorrow, we'll see God's remedy. He can actually make the bitterness sweet. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Exodus on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible